Hey, wow, 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 it's been a wild, wild ride. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to 2024. January, halfway through, here we are at the VA talk show, right? This is crazy, and this is incredibly exciting. I'm excited to be here. It's awesome. I hope all of you are having a great time with your New Year's resolutions. And let's let this year be the last time we do that, right? New Year's resolutions, man, oh, man. Man, I get tired of talking about them. Don't you get tired of talking about them? I mean, I feel like most times I bring up New Year's resolutions, I get the stink eye. I get the side eye, the bombastic side eye. I get I get anything but compliments or, or, or uh, thanks for the reminder. You know why? Because people don't want to think about New Year's resolutions, right? Why? Why? Because they're hard. And we always feel guilty because we set this big list of things we want to get done throughout the year and we never get it done. And obviously I've talked to this point in the in the past. It's because the goals are far too big. If some of you that follow the Instagram account, uh, it, it's a different Instagram name. The handle's a little different because I do a lot of different things. So I just started to call it VAX Design House for now. We'll find a better name. Don't worry. The name is in progress. But some of you may have seen the post that says 2024 is not going to be the year where you set out these stupid big goals for these ridiculous timelines that we have no idea about. Like, why do I need to predict that by the end of the year, I'm going to lose weight? That's so vague. It makes no sense. You know, like, how about I I figure out what I'm going to like? I I don't even know what I'm going to have for breakfast tomorrow. Right. So let alone, how am I going to figure out exactly what's going to happen in a year? Seems almost silly of me. Right. Why do that? Why do that? It's unnecessary. And it's it's a big reason as to why people give up on their New Year's resolutions, because it turns into a chore. It doesn't turn into things you want to do. The best way to do that, the best way to mitigate it, to handle it, to to make 2024 the last year that you set something called a New Year's resolution, come out on top and come out on top of everybody around you and actually get the, the stuff that's on your you know, list done is to set smaller goals. Biggest ones, obviously, I want to get to the gym. I want to lose weight or gain weight. I want to get muscles. Whatever that goal is, break that down. We're not going to make these vague statements anymore. It, it doesn't work. I'm going to lose weight. Congrats. And guess what? At the end of the year, you, you don't lose any weight, right? Um, so let's do this. How about instead of I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to gain muscle, instead of a vague statement, you're going to say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by the end of the year or 100 pounds or, you know, I'm going to gain 10 pounds of muscle. Whatever that goal is, put it into a number. Put it into a number that's reasonable. Right. If I'm saying I'm going to lose 120 pounds this year, that's a number. And I break that number down per month. That means I'm going to lose 10 pounds every month. Meaning what? I'm going to lose about two and a half. Right. About two and a half pounds every week. If I do that, if every week I'm losing two and a half pounds, I'm doing everything I can every week to lose two and a half pounds. Guess what? By the end of the year, I will lose 120 pounds. Oh, I'm going to be richer this year. How the hell are you going to be richer this year? Huh? You're just going to say it out loud? That doesn't make sense. How about this? How about instead of I'm going to make more money this year, you're going to say I'm going to get two promotions this year and a bonus. 
and this is how I'm going to do it. Every month, I'm going to work on this. And doing these, say, two projects every month is going to get me uh, a promotion by July. And if I keep doing that same process again, I'm going to get yet another promotion by, say, November. And by that point, I'm going to have a great perform performance evaluation. And at that point, I'm going to have a great bonus, right? Give yourself a number. Give yourself a number. Make it quantifiable. Don't let stuff get away from you. But also speaking of New Year's resolutions and goals in general, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is yet another way to get what you want. And this is so silly. This idea is so silly that I, I'm surprised that a lot of people don't do it, but I'm also understanding of why it works. And it works because not a lot of people do it. Believe it or not. You will be surprised. You will be surprised at how far a straightforward, reasonable, respectful, competent conversation gets you. No matter the medium. Let me just, let me say that again. You will be amazed. You'll be surprised at how far a reasonable, competent, straightforward, respectful conversation will get you. You'll get so far using these four words into your conversations because nobody else does it. Take a look around and pay attention, right? Pay attention to the little things. Be detail-oriented. You'll notice how many people walk around and go, what's up? Oh, what's up? You know, my name is this. Or they don't even introduce themselves. They just say, what's up, man? Or, or, or what's up, dude? Yeah, blah, 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 right? And then, like, the conversation just goes into, like, random pointless topics. And you're just kind of dancing around, beating around the bush. Ten minutes later, you realize you talked about nothing for ten minutes. Let's not let 2024 be that year, right? Let's let 2024 be the year that these pointless conversations die. Your time is far too precious. You know how you know that? Because 2024, you're going to be one more year older than you were last year. That's a sad fact. That's one more year onto your life. Are you really going to spend more time having pointless conversations? Now, I'm not saying conversations that are purely for entertainment can't be had. Because those have a time and a place too, right? That's why we go to parties and social events. But those random, boring conversations where you don't even want to talk, the other person doesn't want to talk, let's just cut that out. It makes no sense. If you really want something, you got to go after it and ask for it in a straightforward, competent, reasonable, and respectful way. It is incredible. Let me give you an example of a long time ago. I want to say this was maybe sometime between 2020 and 2021. I had no money saved up. I had uh, no positioning to even be thinking about real estate, to be thinking about buying a house, to be thinking about uh, even renting one. You know, I, I had no business being anywhere near 
the housing industry, real estate in general, right? I couldn't even afford to buy one. I could barely afford to rent one. Um, so I had no business talking about renting one to another person, right? However, I read a couple books and I'm a big believer in actually applying the knowledge that you learn from these books. What's the point in reading? What's the point in learning if you don't actually apply the stuff that you're learning? You will never learn it, right? You just kind of, it, it turns, it, it's kind of the same vein as having a pointless conversation. It, it means you just occupied your mind with useless facts and you made them useless. They could have been great, but you make them useless by not using them. So I thought to myself, okay, let me apply what it is that I'm reading about. And what I was reading about was mainly real estate, investment real estate, rental properties, how to buy them, and how to find the right people to work with, the right real estate broker. You know, the whole kind of point of the book was interview the people that you're trying to work with because they should be experts on what they're talking about makes a lot of sense but a lot of people don't think about it so i put that to use i put that exercise out there just to see what was going on see if i could learn something from it and this is what i did 20 yeah so this had to be 2021 uh 2020 because i i was 21 at the, at the time i reached out on instagram to this real estate investor right saw really nothing I just searched up real estate uh, investors from my local area, uh, and out of the options that popped up, I picked one at random. I went in the DMs, and I very respectfully introduced myself. I said, hello, my name is Varghese Anthony. I am 21 years old. I don't have a lot of money, and I know nothing about real estate. I was hoping if I can ask you a couple questions about investment real estate if you have the time see how simple that was it was just a matter of this is who i am this is where i'm at this is what i'm trying to do and this is what i'm trying to get straightforward it was competent it was reasonable it was respectful and out of that conversation the real estate broker that I contacted replied and he said, oh man, I would be more than happy to help you understand some of this real estate stuff. And not only that, if you want to talk further about it, we can talk further about it. Let's talk with my team. I'll, I'll hand you her contact number. You guys can go back and forth, contact. She could settle everything for you. And matter of fact, I'll do you one better. We can look at your financial status. And if you're able to pick up one of these uh, investment properties that I have off market, then let's see what we can make work for you. So I went from knowing nothing and knowing nobody to suddenly having an inside track to an off market property and then somebody who is now willing to share their knowledge with me and share some of their team resources with me as well because they've assigned somebody to help me and deal with my problems and, and see if I, if I was financially 
uh, prepared or if there was some route in which through my financial situation at the time, I could still purchase something. At the end of the day, obviously, it's a, it's a win for him because he gets to make a sale if everything goes through. It's a win for me because I'd be picking up an investment property with basically no money, which is a big goal of mine. And of course, uh, it's a win for his team because I would be bringing business to their team, which means they all get more money. And it all means they, they all get paid. A great feeling overall. But think about the situation, right? All I did was introduce myself very respectfully, ask him straightforward, tell him what I was about, tell him what I wanted. And that's what I did. Now, this approach has helped me in a lot of different places. One time I was short on cash and I needed one more week to get everything situated because I was in the middle of transitioning jobs. And I literally, I, I went straight up to the property manager and I said, literally, I just said, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I live. I'm a tenant, blah, blah, blah. I do this. I do this X, Y, and Z. I need an extra week. I need a delay on my rent so that I can do, you know, so I can pay the full rent. This is where I'm at. And the lady said, no problem. You know, go for it. I'll extend it for a week. Wave all the fees, you're good to go. It's just that simple. And people forget how simple it is just to be respectful, competent, straightforward, and reasonable. It's a key word. A lot of times we go around and we ask the world of our friends. We're not reasonable with our friends. And we're certainly sometimes not as respectful as we could be. And most of the times, we're not straightforward and it hurts our relationships. It's not just business that could benefit from stuff like this. It's your relationships too. Imagine if you could just walk up to that one person that's bothering you and say, Hey, this is how I feel right now with you when you do this kind of behavior. And I'd like for you to stop it. Please, you know, and it, it, it could be just nipped in the butt over. We don't have to live with uncomfort in our lives. This approach can get you a lot and what's wild is sometimes when you get good enough you can ask for something stupid and still get what you want right shoot for the stars land on the moon kind of situation for example i hit up my bank and i said hey uh look i've been a, a well-paying you know customer i've always paid in full on time Never been late. I need a three-month deferment. Three-month deferment on my payments. They said, uh, listen, we can't do three, but let me talk to my manager. We can do one. I really only needed one month. But I asked for three, and they settled for one. I still got what I wanted. Now, if I had asked for three and they gave me three, how cool would that have been? And there's times where that will happen, too. If you want to be reasonable enough, respectful enough, it's funny how far a simple conversation can get you. If you're talking to the desk, the front desk, and you're talking to a, how's your day? How are you? Yeah, this is where I am. I'm coming in. This is my first night in town. Really excited. Yeah, I'd love to get a view of the city. 
oh, really, blah, 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 blah. Hey, just so it's out there, if there is any space available, I would love to get any kind of upgrade you guys got because this is going to be my one weekend in this town. I'd like to make a night of it. And if not, totally okay. It's a real conversation that I've had. And boom. They said, let me see what I can do. Bump me up from my twin, uh, whatever, uh, room that I had to a very nice uh, king mattress. And it was nice. My dad uh, kind of instilled that, that in me as well. Because he kind of is the one that... Um, gave me the idea i suppose is because he does a lot of air traveling ticket booking so basically a travel agent for air t- air travel tickets and one of the things he gets to do every now and then he doesn't do it all the time right this is a reasonable aspect he doesn't do it all the time but every now and then if it's a real long flight like a 16 hour flight or something he'll walk up and he'll say very casually hello my name is so and so you know, I'm Mr. So-and-so, and this is my business. I sell a lot of your tickets. I have a long flight ahead, and this is my seat. If there's any available options, I would really appreciate you bumping me forward uh, a class or two. In some cases, he's gotten business class as a free upgrade from economy. And in other cases, he's gotten first-class seating from an economy ticket. I am talking about a ten to fifteen thousand dollar ticket from an eight hundred dollar ticket. Think about the difference there. He's drinking champagne. There's a bar in the back of the plane. He's got gourmet food, caviar, wine, brandy, uh, uh, selective spirits. And all of this, you know, lie flat seats, all of this from a simple conversation. Being kind goes a long way. Being respectful goes a long way. But being kind and respectful and not beating around the bush, not wasting other people's times, that goes a real long way. Because nobody wants their time wasted. If people are just on edge all the time about what it is that you're trying to do, They're not really going to be too keen about your personality. They don't really care. They're going to be put off by how how kind you're being. It's off-putting because they're going to, they know you want something, but at the same time, you're not just outright saying it. It's awkward. You're letting something linger in the air and the uncertainty of that lingering in the air kind of ruins your chances. Whereas if you just step forward, straight up, confident, walk up and say, hi, my name is so-and-so. How's your evening going? Well, oh, that's great. Listen, I'm only in town for a weekend. And if you have any available upgrades, I'd really love to, you know, take a chance and see if I could get one of those upgrades. (coughs) Excuse me. And it's not even just upgrades or or getting free stuff. It's also about handling business, right? Right now, I'm in a law enforcement academy. 
and I'm working towards a dream career. A dream career. I love my job, and I haven't even started. But truth be told, there have been times, even in my academy, where I've had to have a straightforward, reasonable, respectful conversation that was competent in order for people to understand my perspective and where I was coming from. As you can imagine, a law enforcement academy isn't exactly the kind of place that's to be laxed on rules. In fact, we get punished for breaking rules, just as we would be punishing others. It's only fair after all. But there's been plenty of cases where I communicate with the head program office, and I take it straight to the top every single time. Don't beat around the bush trying to talk to people immediately above you or immediately to the next, you know, to beside you. Not, not your peers, not your immediate boss. Take that stuff straight to the top. And I've talked and I've been reasonable. I've been competent and I've demonstrated competency on my behalf. For example, in my law enforcement academy, one big issue that I've had was my paperwork. I had incomplete paperwork, not by my choosing, of course, but because of the agencies that I was working with, my paperwork was taking a lot longer than necessary. Therefore, I thought to myself, well, what I really ought to do is figure all this out amongst the top of my organization, not my immediate supervisors or managers. And I try to do that. I told my uh, agency that was handling my paperwork to please submit everything that you have on my behalf to the head office for this law enforcement academy. And do it on this day at this time because that is the time they're going to be expecting it. I've communicated with everybody involved. And I sent forth my end of the deal, my end of the documents. And that led to a huge, huge failure from my agency. The agency that I was working with dropped the ball and they did not send in any of the paperwork despite telling me that they did. Now, I was about a hair's width away from getting kicked out of this law enforcement academy. And imagine having to work a whole year nonstop just to get to the point of where you're now eligible to try out and get into the tryouts to do your dream job, to see if you've got what it takes. And at that point, midway through, comes the threat of it being yanked out from under you the financial turmoil would have been devastating. The psychological turmoil of losing what I love would have been devastating. The embarrassment of having to leave all my newfound friends would have been absolutely soul-crushing. And yet there I was, standing strong. The first thing I did was go straight to programs. And instead of being fearful, instead of being cowardice, instead of trying to save face or come up with excuses, I did exactly what I'm preaching to all of you about. I was 
reasonable. I was straightforward. I was competent and I was respectful in exactly what I wanted. I explained to the head of the law enforcement academy that this was not my wrongdoing. I demonstrated my competency by pulling up all the paperwork and pulling up all the emails and forwarding it to her, showing her that this is what I had done. And I also demonstrated my reasonableness in the fact that I did not argue her perspective. Her perspective was the only one that she had. I can't argue with that. And I wasn't about to start because it would be unreasonable for me to assume that she knew what I was going through. She couldn't have. So there was me being reasonable. And I was respectful because I never blamed her for not understanding my situation. And I never blamed anyone other than obviously the agency's wrongdoing of not completing and submitting my paperwork. And I was also respectful in my tone and my demeanor. I never once lost my cool. And I was straightforward in the sense that I cut straight to the chase. There was an ominous topic laying in the air. And that topic was, what happens if I were to get kicked out right now over this paperwork? Because it is a very close. I am very close to being kicked out. Matter of fact, it was a Wednesday. And the office had let me know if I do not have my paperwork in its entirety by that Friday that I would be done. So, I didn't waste any time. I was re respectful, right? We covered that. I was reasonable. We covered that. I was competent. We covered that. And I was straightforward. I was straightforward in the sense that the first thing that I said was, what do I do if I can't get a hold of my agency? They can't get these papers in by Friday. I do not want to be kicked out. I've worked far too hard to be here. And I understand that a lot of people have. The statistics alone demonstrate it, right? Because just to be in this academy, I had to beat out 100 other people for the seat that I had. So certainly I was not trying to give it up. I was not too keen on losing it. But once again, that approach of being straightforward, competent, reasonable and respectful saved my ass because not only was I able to communicate with everybody else that got involved that my agency had dropped the ball, I finally, two weeks later from that conversation, was able to finally submit all of my paperwork, get it turned in, cross the T's, dot the I's, and be done with it. I still somehow walk on eggshells every day just because of the anxiety of knowing just how close I was to losing my dream. And yet this approach is what saved me. Being straightforward, reasonable, respectful, and competent. Try it next time. Seriously. Remember what I talked about? Practicing what you learn. Because what's the point of learning things if you don't use it? Try it next time. If you think you deserve a bigger raise than what you're getting. If you think you deserve a promotion. If you think you deserve a better grade. Go out and get it. Go out and do what you have to do to get what you want. 
Stop playing on the sidelines. Get in the game. Play the game. Get in the action. Be in the middle of the action. Don't sit around on the sidelines. People that sit around the sidelines, those are the people that never really amount to much. They don't accomplish a lot. You could have uh, a very quote unquote mediocre life. And by mediocre, I mean you could be making about $75,000 a year, not really go too high in your company or your respective field, uh, live, you know, life, go out every other weekend or so, have a trip every couple months, use your PTO wisely, have a couple weeks off every year. And guess what? After all of that, you retire and you're comfy. You do what you got to do and you're happy with it. Fair enough. That's not living on the sidelines because you're making all those choices. I'm talking about people that let life slip by and then towards the end of their life, they wonder, where did the time go? And those are people that are living on the sidelines. They live on the sidelines and they wish, oh, I wish I could do what that person did. <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. But they say, I wish I could do what that person did. And yet they never can. Because they're always playing life on the sidelines. So, remember, with all that being said. Jeez, I got to cough one more time. Excuse me, hold on. <coughs> My throat's dry from all the yelling I've been doing. But, with all that being said, that's the point of today's podcast is see how far you can get change that tone that attitude that demeanor however it is that you're actually addressing people when you walk in a room when you leave whether it be the store clerk your boss your kids your wife husband spouse whoever change that attitude and see how it helps it's actually pretty interesting and it's quite a cool game once you figure it out I, at least I think so. It's fun, right? Start getting what you want. 2024, let it be the year that you start getting the things that you want, not by wishing and not by luck, but by asking for it straight up. Proving that you deserve it and then going after it. <coughs> Keep this in mind, moving forward. Next time you want something, go to the top. Go to the source. And literally be straightforward, respectful, reasonable, and competent. And ask for exactly what it is that you want and get a game plan. And when you get that game plan, whatever that game plan is, Execute it. If you go up to your boss and you reasonably, respectfully, competently, and straightforwardly ask them for a raise and they say, well, I'd love to give you a raise, but I need you to knock out these couple projects first and come up on these skills a little bit more. Don't be bitter. You just did something that 90% of people will never do. You went up and you asked for what you wanted. And guess what? While it may not be instant, while that raise might not be in your pocket right now, you already got it. 
because you get, you've gotten an answer as to exactly how to get it. You've gotten a blueprint. If your boss says, do these two projects and work on this skill set for me, guess what you're going to do? Do those two projects and work on that skill set. And maybe three, four, or five months later, go talk to them and say, I remember having a conversation about my raise. Here's how I've done. Here's what I've done. Here's how I've improved that skill set. Let's talk money. Let's talk promotion. Let's talk raise. It's just that easy. So the next time you want something, quit trying to do it by force. Quit trying to be cunning. Quit trying to be sly, slick. Uh, quit trying to be a salesperson, a con man, whatever you want to be. Stop it. Go about it straightforward, competent, reasonable, and respectfully and see where it gets you because it's going to get you far. With all of that being said, that's my episode for today. I hope you all had some fun listening to it. And uh, thanks again, of course, for listening to the VA Talk Show. I'll catch you all in the next one. Uh, And without further ado, have a good one. Bye-bye.